Welcome back. This is episode three in the podcast series, Caring Through Conduct. Today's topic, well better, how many times have we heard this expression? Exams are stressing me out. Today we're going to ask ourselves, and hopefully we'll be able to answer this question, how effective am I when studying for exams? We're going to be sharing with you three different styles of preparing for exams. The key here is know your style and own it. We're also going to be talking about how do we recharge those batteries before and during stressful times, such as exams. So now we're coming to the fun part, which is to introduce our uh, special guest. Today we have Dr. Sarah Thompson. Hello. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. You're very welcome. Um, Could you just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so as you said, my name is Sarah. I'm a psychologist by training, and here at Ryerson University, I'm also the clinical coordinator for the Center for Student Development and Counseling. Oh, very so nice. I see some students myself in yes. individual and group therapy and mm-hmm. work with a, a lot of our talented staff as yes. well as the faculty and staff here at Ryerson. Wonderful. Oh, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, sharing your expertise with us today. Glad to be here. Um, so let's jump right in. Um, first, why don't we talk about, um, you know, I guess one of the big questions is how effective are our students uh, when they are studying for exams, for midterms, getting ready for, you know, a, a big push mm-hmm. uh, towards the middle of the year maybe or possibly end of year. Yeah. And depending if it's first year versus fourth year. Right. Uh, I think I see a huge range in, in effective study patterns and just in managing the stress mm-hmm. in the lead up to exams. You know, I can draw from my work with students as a psychologist, but also from my own lived experience as oh, a student who's written a lot of We love stories here. We love stories. <laughs> so if you can share it, we'd yeah. be happy. <laughs> When I was preparing for today, I was trying to think about what are some of the patterns that we see and how to to sum that up succinctly. Mm -hmm. And I got thinking about different kinds of of animals as sort of metaphors for how we approach the world. Okay. And I thought of, you know, the the ostrich with the head in the sand, students who might just say, oh, exams, no, I've still got ages, I've got ages, I've got time. So maybe avoiding a little bit the uh, the pending deadline crunch. I think we see some other students who are so hyper-focused on exams, Mm -hmm. almost like a cat stalking its prey, that they may not be attending to anything else in their environments other than that target of of finals coming up. And then I think we see the students who I I like to think of as dolphins, Mm -hmm. who can shift from play one moment to intense focus the next, but who are in constant motion and seemingly effortlessly can move between recharging their batteries, spending time with friends, and then hitting the books intensely for a period of time. But there's tremendous flexibility. And I think for those students who are really uh, have developed good emotional intelligence skills, great study skills throughout high school or through their family lives, those students, I think, tend to take exams in stride. But many students are really stressed, and their efficiency mm-hmm. can really go down. Absolutely. And, and on the flip side of, of, of the coin in my office, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, this is when I typically see behaviors go up. Mm-hmm. Um, and not the kind of ones you want to see coming from students. Uh, they tend to be agitated, argumentative, um, easily distracted, or even easily 
you know, tipped off and, and, and really upset uh, maybe with profs or with peers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think if we can maybe help today in a way of how to cope, and I think part of it is obviously to recharge those batteries, to kind of take it down a notch a little bit during this time um, to kind of, you know, gain some balance, yeah. hopefully. I think what we see in our office is are often students coming in where the stress is starting to get ahead of them. Right. You know, so maybe uh, a little bit of anxiety creeping in, or maybe mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of bed every day. Yes. Um, and again, it, it's that balance is so important mm-hmm. in just maintaining energy and drive. Absolutely. So knowing your academic cycle, knowing when it's busy, when it's the downtime, you know, kind of getting prepared for that. And during that preparation, knowing your style. So you you mentioned the ostrich, the dolphin, um, and the cat. Um, Is there anything we should expand upon in any of those areas? (laughs) One of the things I I think about, you know, when we think about emotional intelligence and and what gives those dolphins the edge, I think there's some some certain aspects of emotional intelligence that really come to play in preparing for exams. So one of them is self-awareness. Another is self-regulation. And a third one that's really important, I think, is motivation. Mm -hmm. So when we think about self-awareness, having a a knowledge of what you need and what your style is in approaching exams is critical. So the first thing I'd encourage students to think about is, what's your pattern? Mm -hmm. What happened last exams? You know, this is second semester, so all students here have at least one semester under their belt. Some may have four semesters. Mm -hmm. For those who are ostriches, I think the pattern can sometimes be Uh, avoiding thinking about exams, maybe distraction, putting it off and waiting. And what that can often lead to is last minute, really intense Mm -hmm. time pressure at the last minute. Now, for some students that works, right? If if someone really knows, hey, I need that that last minute pressure to really get me motivated and focused, and then I'm in the zone and I have the time I need to prepare, you're golden. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you respond well to last minute pressure and can schedule in, realistically, I need 10 hours, I need eight hours, that's great. But for other students, they may not be using the downtime effectively. Mm. So when you look back at your, your last pattern or your last cycle of exams or high school exams and think, oh, I left it to the last minute, yeah. and then my stress was through the roof, I was irritable, I was grumpy, I right. was down, now may be the time to make a change. So right. one way to do that is to know in advance, um, to set up in advance a schedule for yourself, trying to aim to study a little bit every day mm-hmm. and really being trying to be strict with yourself around that. Mm-hmm. So if that's really tough, it may be trying to give yourself a little reward every day. Right. There's something I really want to do, and if I get my hour of study time in, I get to do it. Right, or like ice cream? Or? Like ice cream, <laughs> a latte, right, right. a walk in the park. Right, go for absolutely. a run, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the weather is getting better here in Toronto. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty gentle winter, it I must say, been. but double been. digits is feeling pretty good. I'm loving it, yeah. I'm loving it. Um, so, so I guess, you know, it's all part of knowing your style. Because yeah. if you are an ostrich, then schedule yourself and know that you're going to have to shut it down from the friends and the, and the partying and the hanging out with folks um, and just really crunch it out then. Yeah. Um, now, if you're a dolphin, obviously, yes, you can mix and match. and But then even within that, there's discipline because you mm-hmm. will have to at some point 
turn off the social media, turn off maybe the friends and family for that X amount of time, but you'll be right back to them. That's right. And then, you know, again, the flip-flopping happens. Now, what about the cat? Mm-hmm. What's happening here with the cat? I think unlike ostriches who become oblivious to mm-hmm. to approaching exams, I yeah. think the cats can be hyper-focused on right. exams and begin right. to, be, to be anxious or worried or perhaps focus on studies so much that self-care goes out the window. Yes. So eating, sleeping, exercise, friends mm-hmm. can all go by the wayside in this focus on exams. Mm-hmm. But the pattern we see there is people maybe burning out before exams hit. The other pattern we can see is is inefficient study time. Mm. So sometimes I'll have students come in and say, no, I'm studying 10 hours a day. You know, or I wake up at 9 a.m. and I'm studying till midnight. I'm spending all my time studying. Mm-hmm. And when we really start breaking it down and ask the question, so how efficient are you in that study time? How effective are you in that 10 to 12 hours? And as we break it down hour by hour, Students may come to realize, oh, you know, I set aside 12 hours to study, but I actually ended up taking a three-hour YouTube break Mm -hmm. when I got stressed, (laughs) or maybe I got overwhelmed by this physics problem I couldn't get, so I turned on a show and two hours went by. Mm -hmm. So again, we come back to this emotional intelligence principle of self-awareness. For people who are cats who are really over-focused on exams to the exclusion of self-care, if they're unsure of their effectiveness or efficiency, I recommend that for a day, two days, they actually write out how how they're using their time each hour. We have our plan, and then we have what actually happens. That's right, that's right. It's not uncommon that I find students in that 12-hour block are actually spending four, three, five Mm. hours studying, and the rest of the time could be distraction or avoidance. Mm So the challenge with distraction and avoidance, they don't recharge our batteries. Right. Often when students are distracted or avoiding something, they're, they're kind of beating themselves up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're self-critical. They're feeling guilty for not studying or feeling bad about themselves for not studying. In my mind, the reality is those are the times when your body isn't meant to be studying. Mm-hmm. You don't have the energy. You don't have the focus. Yeah. Instead, engage in an activity really specifically that will give you that focus. So what is your go-to for recharging? Mm-hmm. Is it exercise? Is it a healthy snack? Right. Is it an hour-long conversation with your mom or chatting with your friend? Right. But pick something strategically to recharge. I think that leads us to our final point for today's podcast, which is about recharging your batteries effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, if we look at... Um, you know, uh, picking out maybe a couple of activities that you know are your go-to that will get that itch right out. It will fill you up and motivate you to want to go back to the books. I I know for me, when I was studying in university, I knew that if I had a good, you know, opportunity maybe to play volleyball, a sport mm-hmm. that was outside of my zone. I was. I had mentioned in the past that my thing was soccer, and I had a scholarship for that. So, amazing. Um, playing in intramurals and playing badminton, for example, completely different set of skills. Um, different folks I was hanging out with as well that were non-soccer people helped to mo- you know rejuvenate me, got my mind off of studying, and then I was looking forward to going back to the books. Um, and for me. My best studying time actually happened in the nighttime when I felt like the world had gone to sleep and I had my little lamp on and a little bit of music. 
classical for those that were wondering. <laughs> uh, not Britney Spears and jumping around, that didn't work for me, but for classical and just something with, with no lyrics was the key. Um, then I would open the books and then start going. But I also knew that tomorrow was an exam night or exam day. So it was a few days in advance that I can kind of shut it down and, and, and um, kind of study quietly without the phone ringing, without wanting to check the internet. Because usually, at, you know, back then it was in like 24-7 updates. It, it was time to shut it down. And, and that was great for me as, as a student. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wondering if, if there's something that comes to mind for you and around what works for you as yeah. charging those boundaries. You know, when I think about my days, especially in undergrad, where it's just constant testing and, mm -hmm. and constant learning curve, yes. um, I had both ends of the spectrum. Sometimes I'd find I just had this like antsy energy, you know, I was kind of restless, wound up, couldn't focus. Yeah. And those were the times when I needed to get out there and move. Mm. I needed to burn off some adrenaline, yes. get some exercise in. It could be as simple as going for a walk or, you know, hitting the gym hard for an hour. Or mm -hmm. I also played volleyball oh, in undergrad well, and grad school and loved it. It was <laughs> we great. We should uh, do something Absolutely. like that one day. <laughs> Still got that serve, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, love it. I actually saw that uh, last year. I remember this. <laughs> a lot of fun. A little Ryerson thing going on. But so definitely when I was amped yeah. up, like yeah. I needed to get some of that physical energy out. I needed to move around. But other days I'd find I was just exhausted and right. just like had like low energy and couldn't get going. Mm -hmm. And I think on those days what I needed was a different kind of self-care. So maybe healthy snack, yeah. maybe some gentle stretching. Right. Maybe on those days that's what I needed to actually just connect with a friend and not feel quite so isolated and studying. So a coffee date or a coffee chat. One of the things I've also learned is, is the importance of breathing, mm -hmm. which I can't stress enough. I think we want to always come back to the basics. So mm -hmm. Sleeping six to eight hours. Yes. Eating healthy food with some protein involved so you're not having blood sugar spikes through the day when you're trying to focus. Um, and breathing. You know, if we're really amped up, doing some long, slow, gentle breathing can really help bring our physiology, our nervous mm -hmm. system down into a, a lower gear and help us concentrate. Very nice. If you're lethargic and really having trouble just kind of getting your energy up, mm -hmm. um, there's something in yoga called breath of fire. Oh. And it's a much more rapid style of breathing, but it really is very energizing. And so for students who are interested in looking into that, you can certainly Google yes. Breath of Fire, about 20, 25 breaths, and it can give you just a little bit of uh, extra alertness. Oh, very nice. So, so sleep, eat, breathe. Yeah, Those are the basics. very nice. Very nice. Thank you so much for your help. I, uh, let's just summarize it together then for, for everybody. I mean, is know your preparation style and mm -hmm. owning it. Mm -hmm. I think that that's huge. And then taking a look at what recharges your batteries. So, Absolutely. I think that know your style, mm -hmm. have that self-awareness, yeah. know what you need to do to recharge your batteries, and mm -hmm. when in doubt, fall back to the basics. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Uh, Sarah Thompson. Um, thank you so much for joining us and greatly appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you, Mark. Pleasure to be here. I'd like to thank you for listening and be sure to check back for another exciting episode in the podcast series, Caring Through Conduct. I wish you all the best and take care.